0: Welcome to Inside Your County Government. I'm so glad you're tuning in to get informed on local news and updates around Charles County Government. I'm Doria Fleischer, your Community Engagement Coordinator. I'm grateful to be here today with two guests to help shed some light on current events regarding monkeypox, both in Charles County and across our country. Joining me to share this valuable information for you are Dr. Diana Abney, the Health Officer for Charles County, and Ms. Sam Lane, the Infection Prevention Specialist for University of Maryland Charles Regional Medical Center. Dr. Avney and Sam, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank
1: you.
2: Thank you for having us.
0: So I have to say it it feels a bit odd that we're sitting here together and about to discuss a community health issue that's not COVID-19. I feel like we've spent a lot of time talking about community health and COVID and public health and COVID. But I wanted to make sure we also talked about this because Charles County residents need to have accurate, current, and relevant information about monkeypox, and it's becoming a topic we're hearing more and more about. So I appreciate you sharing your your knowledge. I want to dive right in by asking you to each start by just introducing yourself and your and your role in our county. So Dr. Abney, if you don't mind going first, that would be great.
2: Certainly. I'm Dr. Diana Abney. I am your health officer for Charles County Department of Health. And I've been a pediatrician in your county for thirty years. So if it's about health, I'm there.
0: And you just celebrated thirty years, yes? I
2: did. The first Monday of August in 1992 was when I became a pediatrician
0: in Charles County. Congratulations, and thank you for a lot, a lot of years of service. We appreciate it. Sam, can you tell us uh, who you are and and what you do for our county?
1: Yes. So my name is Samantha Lane. I'm an infection preventionist at the University of Maryland-Charles Regional Medical Center. I've uh, worked there for approximately 15 years. I've been a nurse for 21 years, and Uh, What we do as infection preventionists, we help educate staff and guide staff um, to preventing any type of infection and spread of infection within the hospital and then also out into the community.
0: And you've had a busy couple of years. Yes, (laughs) it's been very busy. (laughs) Do you feel like you've you've gotten to a point where you can take some deep breaths and life feels a bit more normal or at this point is is normal not going to be something that you experience for a while?
1: Well, I think that it, like everybody else, it is the new normal. And um, we're we're used to dealing with COVID now. I think everybody in the community is. Um, so it, it, it's just a new way of life. And I think that, you know, we're all moving forward with that. Um, and now, of course, we are dealing with monkeypox and uh, and how we're going to respond to that.
0: There's always something new, I would assume. Yes. Excellent. Well, I, I feel like it... We can't move forward without me taking a moment to say thank you both. I know it's been a long couple of years and that you're continuing to educate us and continuing to come in and support the community just means a lot. So thank you. And Dr. Abney, I'd love to start by talking about we've been hearing about monkeypox throughout the summer. And then yesterday on August 4th, monkeypox was declared to be a national health emergency. What is monkeypox and why are we talking about it? Why did it why has it become at the forefront of our conversations about public health right now?
2: So monkeypox sometimes called mpx is a rare viral infection that is related to the virus that causes smallpox. The symptoms are very similar to smallpox but it is monkeypox is rarely fatal. We're now seeing cases in various parts of the world which is new. Which is why the WHO and the United States have declared it a health emergency. So it's contagious. And it can spread by close or intimate personal contact, person to person, often skin to skin contact. And let me be very clear monkeypox can infect anyone. Even though we first heard about it with respect to uh, the gay male community, monkeypox, I'm going to say it again, can infect, infect anyone. So it's usually spread by contact with the rash or body fluids. Um, So you can get it by touching objects which have been contaminated uh, with fluids from the person who has MPX or by respiratory secretions. So again, that contact, intimate person to person. So prolonged face-to-face contact, kissing, hugging, massaging, sexual activity of all types, or touching items that were used during sex or other intimate activities that have not been disinfected. Also, Pregnant people can spread monkeypox virus to their fetuses or infants. So those are basic things that you need to know about it. And we're talking about it because this is something new. There have not been large outbreaks across the world like this. And it is something that we want to make sure that people know about and are paying attention to and making sure that they protect themselves and the ones that they love from being infected with.
0: Thank you. I think that's kind of helpful background information, because I know the rumors can fly and what we think we know and what we don't know and comparing it to COVID and what's the same and what's the difference. So I appreciate you giving us kind of the big background. What are some of the relevant updates or statistics specific to Charles County that our residents should be aware of? So we know that the World Health Organization is saying, hey, listen up, but what do we need to know in Charles County about numbers here?
2: Okay, I'm going to start local and go big picture. Right now, as of this morning's numbers... Charles County has six cases of MPX. The state of Maryland has 162, and the United States has 7,102. There is a vaccine that is available, and as you've heard in the news, it is limited. However, you also heard our governor say that he's going to push to get more vaccine into the state of Maryland. But for right now, we're using it for people who have monkeypox, and who for people who've had direct exposure. Now, to that end, people who believe they have monkeypox or people who have been exposed should talk to their healthcare provider about getting tested and about what the steps to do after that are. This includes something that you guys are all familiar with from COVID, which is contact tracing. So if you've had monkeypox or if you've been exposed to monkeypox, you do need to talk to the contact tracers and let them know the people you've been around who may also be exposed because if we know early about them we can provide them with vaccine and give them what is called post exposure prophylaxis which will decrease their chances of getting sick
0: that makes sense so i just want to make sure i'm understanding and that it's clear for people listening unlike the covid-19 vaccine and other unlike other vaccines we have this is not something that i just want to go out tomorrow and ask my doctor to give me proactively this is something that i'm waiting until after I've been exposed or if I've been diagnosed and then, I'm, and then I'm able to get the vaccine. Is that an accurate statement?
2: That is an accurate statement at this point. As we have more vaccine available, we may start to do what is called pre-exposure prophylaxis, which is before you are exposed, we will get vaccine. But while it is a precious and small commodity, we're going to make sure that we get the people who we are pretty sure have been exposed so that we can treat them to help decrease the spread of the
0: virus. That makes sense. Thank you for clarifying. And what does yesterday's announcement declaring monkeypox a national health emergency mean? What, what is a national health emergency?
2: Basically what it means is that this is not something that is local. It means that it is in... If you look at the, if you look at the maps, it says it's in all except two states in the United States. Most likely that means it just hasn't been found or just hasn't been reported in those two states. So it means that we all need to pay attention to the information that we hear about monkeypox. And it means that we all need to pay attention to rashes that we have that look a little bit different. They do look a little bit like what you've seen as a smallpox rash. And that we need to make little changes in our behavior. So we don't need to um, do a mosh pit, pit thing like, you know, when you jump into a crowd and go body surfing at a concert, um, maybe consider twice at the beach, you know, jumping into a big crowd or on a, on a cruise into a big crowd where everybody has their shirt off and bodies are touching bodies because you don't know where someone else's body has been. So we need to think about what we're doing and pay attention to the advice that's being given by the CDC, the WHO, and your state and local health departments.
0: So whereas with COVID, we heard so much of, you know, wear the mask, wear the mask, wear the mask. With monkeypox, it sounds like more it's being intimate, aware of where your body is, that intimate touch that intimate were talking contact, about. Intimate yeah. contact, that's exactly right. Okay, perfect, thank you. Dr. Abney. how would I know if I had monkeypox or what, what should I be looking for? What are the signs and symptoms that, are, that our public can be aware of? So
2: like most viruses... Um, You can have sort of like the, we call it a prodrome, but the pre-symptoms, which is often a fever, achiness, fatigue, all the kind of things that we tell you about the flu and COVID and all those other things. Mm -hmm. So those viral symptoms, they can precede the rash or they can come after the rash. The thing that really would give people a an idea that we're talking about monkeypox is the rash. And unfortunately, we're on a podcast, so I can't show you the rash, but I can tell you if you've ever seen pictures of smallpox or if you've ever seen um, pictures of um, someone who's had a a skin infection that's like a little round skin infection with pus under it. So Mm. it looks like it's got some liquid or, or some white stuff under it that's one of the typical ways that a monkeypox rash looks. They can be on any part of your skin. Okay. They are often on a skin on skin that is near where you were infected. Um so maybe around your lips, uh around your nose. Uh it can be on your hands, it can be on your genitals. Um but those are what you see. Sometimes you just see the first one. If you see one and you're concerned, you should go and talk to your your healthcare provider to make sure that they can take a look at it. And let me just say that Any health care provider can actually test for monkeypox. Initially, they only could be done by sending them to the state lab. Mm. Uh, But now some of the regular labs like Quest and LabCorp can do them. So your own physician can do the test and they um, can then send it out for you. But basically it's any viral symptoms and then those little particular rash that I described. And most of you who have a television... Have seen the pictures on the television, but let me tell you, they are showing the most dramatic pictures that you can see of monkeypox on the on the television most of the time. Uh, if you look on the CDC website, if you look on MDH's website, and I believe we have some pictures of some of the uh, of the rashes on the Charles County Department of Health website, you can see some more pictures of them, and you can also see a description of what the pro what the symptoms are. And a lot more information about uh, what monkeypox is, what you should do, and what you should think about to protect yourself.
0: That's great. I'll make sure those go in the show notes as well so people have, have access to it. And it sounds like in general, you're saying that if I have a rash and I don't know what it is, this is a good time to check in with a healthcare provider. Is that accurate that it, it, I don't have to be an expert in monkeypox, but I should be pretty aware of stuff on my body?
2: That's an excellent point. Because when you see something that you don't know what it is, which is not to say you need to run to your doctor every day, but if you see something that you're not sure what it is, and you think it might be something that is dangerous, talk to your doctor. Many doctors can see you for the televisit these days, and you can show them this rash, depending on where it is, and they can tell you, oh yes, I need you to come in, or no, Johnny, that is impetigo. Um, But Yes, talk to your healthcare provider uh, and let them help you make a decision about what you need to do. Gotcha, thank you.
0: And Sam, from, from University of Maryland-Charles Regional Medical Center perspective, can you share what you're doing to prepare for and provide services to patients who have been diagnosed, think they might have monkeypox, or knowing that we might have more people, you know, we hope not, but if more people come in, what, what is the hospital doing? Well, right now...
1: Um We normally maintain a certain level of readiness for any novel virus, a novel meaning new, although this is not new. Um, We always are uh, prepared to uh, take care of patients in the community, visitors and and staff, and just make sure that everybody's following the right guidance. So um, we follow the health department's paradigm, which is identify, isolate, and inform. So the first thing that we're going to do when a patient arrives to the hospital, whether they're coming Whatever their mode of entry is into the hospital we're going to identify that person based off their their, their uh, screening of uh, symptoms we're going to isolate them into a private room what it, you know we'll decide whether or not we have a, a negative airflow type room or a, just a regular room with the door closed and then we're going to inform our public health partners um the you know the Charles County Health Department or the Maryland Department of Health so that they can do our favorite thing contact tracing
0: A word that I think we're all kind of sick of at this point. Yes, it would be nice if we could go back to the days of not really talking about that. Right. But at
2: least we all understand the importance of contact tracing and the importance of answering truthfully. When the contact tracers call. Right.
0: Mm, right. That's a good point that contact tracing is only good if we're giving the honest answers and feeling comfortable with our healthcare providers to do that.
1: Yes, 100%. And um, so we have developed a, an infection prevention plan related to monkeypox with all of the uh, CDC's guidance that's out there. Um, of course, we are looking at our rooms. We're looking at our uh, environment, all of our environment of care pieces that come along with all of that, uh, how we handle our waste management, um, how we handle our laundry because linens, mm. especially you know in a healthcare environment where we do have patients that have a compromised immune system, if you are shaking the linens that came in contact potentially with monkeypox, uh, the lesions specifically, um, we can cause it to become aerosolized or airborne. So in a hospital setting, we want to make sure that we're um, we're monitoring that and we're taking the appropriate precautions um, so that we're protecting our staff and we're protecting our patients and we're also protecting any visitors. Um, And, of course, we're always following our good infection prevention measures. Hand hygiene is uh, my favorite topic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, you know, performing hand hygiene with soap and water or uh, hand sanitizer uh, would be great and making sure that you're doing that often when you're out in the community as well. Um, And then um, we work closely with our health system, with the um, Maryland Department of Health and also the county health department to make sure that we're following the best practices, um, and then we're ensuring that everybody's getting uh, the the best treatment possible if they need treatment with antivirals or with vaccination, depending on if they've had an exposure or if we can provide any type of um, uh, in the future <laughs> if we have enough when we have enough vaccines giving giving the vaccines more to maybe some healthcare workers that might need it that are front frontline workers.
0: Makes sense, thank you. and mm-hmm. I I love that hand-washing isn't going away. It's so simple. It's so easy. And if we can just keep our hands clean, what a difference that can make for all of us in terms of health. Yes. And I'd like to ask you both, is there anything else that our residents can do to keep themselves safe and healthy during this national health emergency? What do you want our residents to know? So Dr. Abney, I heard you say, you know, watching that skin-to-skin contact. Is there anything else other than that and the hand-washing that we should be doing to keep ourselves safe and keep our neighbors safe?
1: Well, you know, we just want to make sure, of course, if you are, if somebody does have monkeypox or you're suspecting that somebody has monkeypox, you know, don't touch the rash, don't touch the scabs. They uh, have a high viral load. And um, so making sure that you don't do that, um, that you're not kissing, hugging, cuddling or having sex with somebody who has monkeypox, not sharing, um, you know, eating utensils, cups with a person who has monkeypox. Again, I already said it, but washing your hands, like you mentioned again, and then, you know, just being aware of, uh, like a Dr. Abney said, about your surroundings, you know, where you're at, like at a concert, and everybody's really tight and close together, and the potential for skin-to-skin contact with that. Good and thing so things.
2: I, I'm, I'm going to repeat what I said earlier, which is, remember that monkeypox can infect anyone. So all of us need to be aware all of us need to do the things that the CDC and the health departments and our physicians and nurse practitioners tell us to do to stay safe and, like Sam said, wash our hands. And remember that you're not going to get it just by walking by someone. Uh, again, this is person-to-person intimate contact where skin lesions may um, rub against each other, where mucous membranes may touch each other. We're talking about secretions and when you're very close, respiratory secretions. So if I'm sitting across the room from you and I have monkeypox, like, I'm not going to, they're not going to jump from me to you. But we just all need to be very vigilant and pay attention. Um, That's the most important thing. The other thing, again, I'm going to repeat um, about the vaccines. Right now, we're in the phase where we're trying to do the vaccines, vaccines for people who have been infected four to 14 days, And for the people who have had direct contact with people who do have monkeypox, as we get more vaccines, we're going to expand that. So sit tight. As the governor said, more vaccines are coming. And um, when they get here, the health department will have more. And we will make sure that we let you know when we have enough to give out as the pre-exposure prophylaxis. That makes sense. Thank
0: you. And I'm, I'm thinking about how quickly health misinformation can be spread and how it can be hard to tease out fact from fiction when we're talking about something like monkeypox. Could I ask that you both help to dispel some rumors or share some truths that you would like citizens to both remember and to share with others so that we've got good, universal, positive, strong information going out in our community instead of rumors and misinformation?
1: You know, just making sure that we realize that anybody can be affected and that um, it is a lower risk to the general public. Perfect, thank you.
0: I wanna thank Dr. Diana Abney, Charles County's Health Officer, and Ms. Samantha Lane, University of Maryland, Charles Regional Medical Center's Infection Prevention Specialist, for taking time out of both of your very busy schedules to share this information. It is so important to me as a county government employee, but also a resident, that our citizens have this information to keep themselves safe, help share good information with peers, and make sure that we're keeping each other healthy and safe. So thank you both very, very much for being here. That wraps up our podcast for today. Please don't forget to check the show notes for helpful resources regarding monkeypox and what we discussed today. For more information on Charles County government, you can visit our website, www.charlescountymd.gov. Please follow us on Facebook and Twitter and subscribe to our county's e-news. You can also sign up for our text and email alerts through the citizen notification system. And you can always watch CCG TV on Comcast Channel 95 or Verizon Fios 10. We're also now streaming on Apple TV and Roku devices. Just search Charles County Government. You can also subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts by searching Charles County Government. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, stay safe, and stay engaged.